When Jesus spoke in his Sermon on the Mount, in the sixth chapter, he speaks of a prayer and he speaks of forgiveness. When he gave to us the model prayer that we call the Lord's Prayer, which is more definitely and accurately uh, labeled as the disciples' prayer because it's what he taught them to, to pray. He taught them how to pray and he taught them on forgiveness. In the ninth verse of that sixth chapter, he said, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins or our debts, as we forgive those who sin or who have debts against us. And let us not in and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then he makes a comment about the theme of our lesson this morning about forgiveness. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you. This is a strong statement. We need to understand this. We need to teach it to our children. We need to preach it and teach it and live it in such a way as to understand it. And it's a very important thing in our life is forgiveness. We need to communicate it where the children can understand it. You know, they think about uh, bad things happening to us every day. And uh, I think we all do bad things every day. We may not admit it. I do. And uh, I hope you recognize that you do. I sometimes want what belongs to somebody else. That's sin, and that's a bad thing. Or I would like to hurt someone when I have the wrong attitude, or they say something wrong or ugly, and that's sin. That's wrong. Or I may be mean and ugly, and... uh, want to do something to another person, whether I do or not, and that's mean, that's sin. I, I may be, uh, sometimes uh, I won't even tell things as they really are. 
I see them from my point of view, and that's a lie, and that's not truth. That's not telling the truth. And a lot of time, most of us are just plain selfish. We're very childish. We want what belongs to us, and we want what we want at that time, and that's sin, you know. The Bible has a little word for this, and uh, it's uh, for the bad things that happen to us or the bad things that we think, and uh, for all the bad things that I do. I may not label them that way, but the Bible calls it sin, a little word, S-I-N. And it's the three letters of the word selfish in the syllables, selfishness. And when you take the first letter of each syllable in selfishness, you have sin. And selfishness is sin. And when we act selfish or when we act sinful, it makes God very sad. We're his children. Only one good thing can happen when we sin. Only one good thing can happen when we sin. We can let God forgive us. We can let God forgive us for what we have done wrong. If we confess that sin, if we acknowledge that sin. You know, forgiveness is a pretty big word. It's a pretty long word. Maybe children don't understand that word. Maybe adults don't understand it. It just means when we act bad and selfish that it's wrong. And that the good thing about it, that God can forgive us if we acknowledge it. And, uh, you know, I would like for just to use an illustration of this. If you can just think that you had an eraser and you you draw on the blackboard here some lines or you write a word and you misspell the word or you make a mistake in any way that you can remember that you can think about that you might make you have an eraser and you can just erase that and you can start over again and uh, the eraser just wipes it away and that's just a wonderful thought you make crooked lines, and you want to make a straight one, but you can just erase that, and you can just make a straight line. And you can make an ugly picture, and you could just erase that, and you can just make a beautiful picture. That's what God does when he forgives us. And he erases the wrong that we have done. And you know, no one can ever see it again. He promised in the Old Testament, in Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, 
that he forgive us of our sins that he had never, ever, ever remembered anymore. Now, Christians believe that Jesus Christ is our eraser. He has a name. He's Jesus the Lord. That fulfilled all the prophecies that came to flesh and looked like one of us and endured the cross and was crucified and buried and was raised and now he becomes our eraser, our cleanser, our savior. It is good to be forgiven by God. It's wonderful. First John, the first chapter says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of his son cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And that is a wonderful thing. Now, if I had a flashlight up here and I had batteries in it, I could turn it on and you could see the light. But if I took the flashlight and I took the batteries out and I put a bunch of paper and a bunch of bad things in there that didn't produce the light, it wouldn't show. It wouldn't have no light. And a lot of time we put in our minds the wrong thoughts, the wrong attitude, the bad things, and you know we're not the light. We have to have the battery, and the battery is the light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. And without him, there's not anything made that has been made. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. When our light doesn't shine for God, we may have trash inside of us. We may have bad thoughts inside of us. We may have those things that are ugly and mean. And, and some of the things that I just described just had a bad day. The light won't work unless we've got the battery, and the battery is Christ. The battery is, the Christ is the eraser, and he's also the light. We need to fall in love with the fact that we can be forgiven and that God can help us to be forgiving and be forgiven and that we can be a light for him. One of the great things that if you turn to the New Testament in the 8th chapter of John, the Gospel according to John, we have an example of people who, who treat each other in a way, a lot of time, that's unbecoming. And yet we see men, uh, we see man working. But we see Christ working in this particular example. And we see his forgiving love and his precious blood as it reaches out, his power in the future to do for man what he's doing now, but he did for this lady what he did then. Look at that eighth chapter. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, 
And early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. This is sin. They knew this was sin. She knew it was sin. But they failed to see the forgiveness that God wants to give everybody who acts sinful. See, here's the religious people. They were in business teaching God's grace and mercy. They were the ones that should have been given the message that Jesus had to give when they confronted him. The main thing they didn't understand that God doesn't want to condemn man, he wants to forgive man. He knows how wicked we are. He knows how deceptive we act. He knows how evil our thoughts are. And he made it so that we could be the kind of people that will be like he is, forgiven, clean, and holy, and acceptable. The fourth verse says, And they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. No question about it, if that's what they said. Now, whether they were lying or not, we don't know. But let's just assume that everything is right and this is true. That's the way it was presented, and Jesus accepted them, I'm sure, for what they said. And they said, Now Moses said, In the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what do you say about it? But see, there's some silence there. Moses also said, Stone the man. If she's caught in the act, you stone the man too. Where is their purity? Where is their sincerity? Where is their trueness to the scripture? I bet Jesus knew that. He didn't mention that. But we can certainly see it. And we can see that it's sin. And what are you going to do about it? Well, Jesus came to forgive man. God wants to forgive. The number six said, they said, this they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. Now, what were they going to accuse him? Well, it was the law that the Jews' law, scribes and Pharisees, in their court, didn't have the right to kill anybody. So he said, kill her, stone her. They say, see, he's not, he didn't, he didn't recognize the Roman law. So they were tempting him in that way. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Now he was giving them the silent treatment. He was letting them talk and bring their accusation. 
So when they continued asking him, I don't know how many times they repeated it, but they asked him something, and they kept asking him, and then maybe they said, you know, what you going to do? You're not going to keep the law? Are you against the law? Are you you're not going to listen to what it says? Then you, you surely are not the Christ. He lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you. It's like I started out. We all sin. Now, we can lie and say we don't, but that's sin also. We all have the wrong attitude a lot of times. And we need forgiveness. And the person who doesn't understand he needs forgiveness is a person whom Jesus died for. He said, if there is such a person here, you let him cast a stone at her. That's the person who can stone her, the one who's without sin. Now, he was right about that. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, thank God, Jesus knows how to ask questions. And this morning, the same question is asked. I've asked you, I've asked myself. How many of us don't need forgiveness? Are there any of us that doesn't need forgiveness? It's a wonderful subject then. And they went out one by one, beginning at the first, uh, beginning at the elder, even unto the last, and Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thine, those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Jesus said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. It's understood that she had sinned, but Jesus didn't condemn her. What did he do? How can he account for this? Is he going to uphold her in that terrible act? No, he's going to forgive her. He's going to forgive her. And then when he forgives her, he doesn't remember it anymore. That's unlike we are. You know, one of the greatest stories that we have and narratives, and the longest, is in the Old Testament. And it is about forgiveness. It's also about sin. It's about a family being filled with envy and hate and jealousy and rage to the degree that these Boys sold this Joseph into slavery. And some of them would have even killed him if it had not been little compassion on the part of others. And, of course, God's hand was in it all. And the object of that rage 
Joe, was Joseph and Joseph, you know the story how he was sold into the Egypt, into Egypt, and how that finally God delivered him. And yet we see that it was God all the time working this out. And he teaches a beautiful sermon on forgiveness. Well, how do you say, how, what, what do you say about that? Well, what is told is the sons, when seven years of famine and seven years of good year came along, you know, God gave him the wisdom to impress the king and the Pharaoh, put him over in charge of all the good years, stored it up because the bad years were coming, and then soon the boys that deceived him and were sinful and had sold him into slavery came to the scene. And, and Joseph is seemingly was still human, too. And he, was, he recognized them. They didn't recognize him. And he kept quizzing them and asking them about their family and their father and their brother until he knew that he had the right ones. And he worked it. And, and we might say, you know, that, why didn't Joseph just say, uh, tell them who he was the first time. Well, it's not that way. God is teaching. He's also teaching us how man harbors grudge and resentment. Joseph did that. He had them to come back. Now, he was very liberal, and he put all their money in their sacks and bags when they took it back. And they found out he did when they... When they got back home and told their dad, but they said, one thing about it, we've got to take our baby brother home, uh, back with him. No, he can't do that. Well, they did. And when they got back, he was deceptive enough to plant a cup in, in Benjamin's bag so that he could keep him. He was going to keep him and send them home after he'd kept some of them in prison for until they came back. But you know what happened? Some of the older boys fell down and said, Joseph, they'd found out who he, they said, Joseph, uh, we gave our father the word. We gave him our sons. We've laid everything. Now, what you do, don't take him, but you take me. And this impressed Joseph. He even cried. He was touched. He saw these boys were different. They've changed. They said, we can't put our dad through that. Not again. And it even changed Joseph. It changed Joseph. When the dad came, and when the dad died, they still had to learn their lesson. They hadn't fully learned on forgiveness. They said, now that that is gone, I guess you're going to hold this against us. Why did they say that? Because that's the way man thinks. He holds grudges, and it's in his soul and his spirit. And, and he thinks that's the way other people are going to act. And Joseph really cried. He broke down and cried. And said, it was God that did all this. 
thought they had understood it. He'd taken care of them, gave them the best place to live. He said, do you think I'm in the place of God? Great lesson on forgiveness. But you know, Jesus and Stephen taught us this. When Stephen died, as a result of being stoned because he preached Jesus, he had the same attitude that Jesus did when they were stoning him and when his spirit was leaving to be with Christ. He said, Lord, receive my spirit. And lay not this sin to their charge. Forgiveness. Jesus had, had, had said that on the cross. So he was a great example to Stephen, and Stephen emulated him. Abraham Lincoln, when he was president, there was a family that sent their son to war. And he had a lot of, of difficulty getting to his place where he was serving on a post, and he had lost some sleep. And, and he fell asleep uh, at the guard post that he had. And uh, they sentenced him to die. I guess they wanted to teach a great lesson because uh, they said, you'll, be, you're, you're, you'll have to give your life. And the family uh, knew that it was happening and he would be dying at a certain time. And the little girl, uh, this is on record, you can read about it, uh, she made her way to Washington. And how she got through to the president, I don't know how, but she finally got through being a little girl that she was. She had a message. And she said, you know, my father and my mother are brokenhearted and they're crushed. And so they have a son that they love very much. And he's going to be shot at your command. And you can stop it. And she told about what it was. Abraham Lincoln got the message that boy's life was saved and he was paroled or given a furlough to come home and see his people. He had compassion. And he forgave as executive, uh, chief executive, commander in chief of the sentence that had been made. And, and that's like the compassion that Jesus has for us when he forgives us. I don't know where you are in your life today and in your dealing with your pent-up emotions. I know one time I was interviewing uh, of a, heard of a person being interviewed that had cancer. And the nurse and a bunch of them, well, because she'd had cancer, they, they were interviewing her and asking her her history. And I, I, was, I just had the opportunity to be there and I, I wondered uh, and they were asking all kinds of things about her history and her relationship with people and the envy and the hate and her attitudes and things and I asked the the person who was taking that I said I'd, I'd like to ask you for leave here why, why do you why, may I ask you why do you ask all those questions I said, yeah, we, we think that a uh, person who has cancer uh, that is connected with, it can be, said it's different types, is it can be connected with their attitude and the stresses and strains of life. 
talking with a lady later, I asked her about some things, and she had been harboring a lot of resentment. Some people had done evil things to her, and she said she had never forgiven them. Now, I'm not the one that's out of my field, except I'm in a religious field. I don't know whether that was a cause for him or not, but I'll tell you one thing, Jesus knows. And we should be very careful how that we carry our own sins around. Jesus said, if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will you, Father who is in heaven, forgive you. So what a wonderful thing it is to be free. And to know if Abraham Lincoln had that kind of compassion, even though he's a great president, I admire him and for his writings and for the things that he did. But he can't compare to Jesus, who has compassion and who has forgiveness for us all. If you need forgiveness, you can confess your sins. And please don't carry them, because you don't have forgiveness if you're carrying unforgiven sins toward others. Because in the prayer that we start out with, Jesus said, you will not be forgiven if you don't forgive. You tear down the bridge over which you yourself must travel to get forgiveness if you don't forgive others. And that's a wonderful message. If you haven't been born again, you can confess Christ as your Lord. You can repent of your sins and you can be baptized this morning. And if you haven't lived close to him and been forgiven of your sins, you can do that as we stand together and say.